This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Man, do we really have to do this tonight? I guess so. Ty Butler in for Larry and Gordon Damer. We're going until midnight right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hit us up on Twitter at Ty D. Butler. Go to the gram, hit that follow button, and come on board. 800-919-3776. So you heard the sigh and the question do we really have to do this? And you know what I'm talking about. I actually just got back from the Bronx. I was in Yankee Stadium watching the Mets shellack uh, my favorite baseball team. I left. It was 7 nothing. Right now, it's 9-3. to Another defensive miscue for the Yankees. Once this game goes final, we'll, we'll go into it further. We'll, we'll dive deeper into... You know, the small picture of what happened at the stadium tonight and then the big picture of what it means on the season. But I want to let the game go final first before I unleash and unload on this Yankee team that people keep trying to tell me they're certain are going to the playoffs. I haven't seen it. I, I, I can't be that confident that what I've watched over the first 100 games is somehow going to change in the next 61 games, but we shall see. 800-919-3776 if you want to hop on board to discuss that. But once again, I am waiting for this game to go final. It's the top of the ninth inning. Mets up 9-3, to so the Yankees will have three remaining outs to avoid what would be a catastrophic loss at home to the hated rival New York Mets. But first... Uh, let's start with Saquon Barkley this morning. I am, you know, getting ready, start my day. News comes down all over social media. I'm listening to DPA Drone Rothenberg. Saquon Barkley has signed an amendment of the franchise tag and will report to Giants camp. So all of the things seem to be, you know, taking shape in a positive fashion. The Giants avoided, at least for the moment, the disaster that would be coming into camp with this huge distraction. All of the guys being asked about it day after day after day. Is he going to miss the season? What does it mean overall, long term, yada, yada, yada. So at least momentarily, the relationship has been salvaged. We will see what it means long term. I still don't think the Giants, regardless of what Saquon does this season, uh, look to give him uh, a big time deal because I don't know that what they were reluctant to do this year. He gets a year older, and all of a sudden they're going to just you know acquiesce to his demands. Uh, but we will certainly uh, look at that and and you know and analyze it a- 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 as it comes. But. First on the Saquon thing, I read a story in the New York Post today, and it was reported that initially he never requested a trade, nor did the Giants seek one out. Uh, but Barkley's camp asked for one once the franchise tag situation unfolded, and he asked them to shop him, and they couldn't come to a long-term extension. So it looked like you know Saquon wanted to be on the market and wanted to go to another team. But today... As I mentioned, you get the franchise tag. He can earn up to 909000 in incentives, uh, $10.1 million base salary, $2 million up front in the signing bonus, and he's got incentives tied to the Giants making the playoffs, uh, 1,350 rushing yards, and 11 total touchdowns to go with 65 receptions. So now that this Saquon Barkley mess seems to be taken care of, at least for this season. 
What's the case for the Giants taking a step back? I'm trying to figure it out. I asked Jordan Renan on the show yesterday, I, I, and it's still, it, it's still not making sense to me. You love the general manager, Joe Shane. He deserves adulation for coming in here and cleaning up this mess left by Dave Gutterman. You are in love with your head coach. The NFL told you he had the best coaching performance last year, gave him the NFL coach of the year. Your defense and your rushing attack carried you. This season, you come in and your offense, Dave Rothenberg says, should be monumentally better. Why? Because you've upgraded your weapons. Paris Campbell, Darren Waller, Hyatt, Shepard back, Wondell Robinson. So you've got an assortment of weapons, and we're not going to, as we did last year, look all around the field and say, wait, who is that guy? And you've improved in that area. And you just paid your quarterback like he's an upper echelon uh at that position in this league. So the counter to that is, well, Ty, they won nine one-score games last year. You're not going to get that fortunate. They were relatively healthy, and now they play the fourth toughest schedule this season. But my comeback to that is playing those close games was a direct reflection of of your bad offense, which I just mentioned you massively improved, and everyone seems to feel that way. You play a lot of close games because your defense was carrying you. It was Saquon or bust. He accounted for 40% of your offensive production. And your quarterback, you know, whether it's on him or the, the, the head coach didn't really trust him, was limited. He, he wasn't an explosive. Uh, he wasn't explosive last year. So they pretty much had training wheels on him. Wanted to cut down on the turnovers. Wanted to see him excel in the diluted version of the offense. And maybe they'll open it up more for him this year. But last season, they were not going to put him in in situations of panic. They were not going to ask him to carry the team like Mahomes or like Joe Burrow or like Jalen Hurts or like, you know, any of the top-tier quarterbacks. They wanted to put him in manageable situations where he could either use his legs or or use his arm, and then the ultimate safety net is Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in football. But that was last year. This year you've improved on that side of the ball. And also, you won a lot of those close games. Why? Why? It was a direct reflection of you have one of the best coaches, at least performance-wise, what he showed last year, in football. The schedule is tough, sure, but you're a better team. And is it too much of me to ask you not to get swept by the Eagles and the Cowboys? You haven't beaten Dallas since Dak's rookie season, his, his first start against the Giants, since then, in 2016, they've been spanking you. Is it too much to ask to, to split with them? Split with the Eagles? I mean, the commanders are starting Sam Howell. Okay? At least split with them. Is it too much to ask for you to go 500 in your division? 
I don't think so. So, yeah, the schedule on, on the surface and on paper can look daunting and tougher compared to what you faced last season. But I keep hearing about how much of an improved team you are. I keep hearing about how, how great your head coach is. Not that I disagree with any of these things. I keep hearing about how great your general manager is. So why? Someone has to explain to me. I need a Giants fan out there to, to, to educate me, to explain why this team is expected to take a step back. And it would make more sense if we put the Giants in the AFC and you've got the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Ravens and the Dolphins and the Jets, and, you know, all these, the Browns and the Steelers, all these teams to worry about, the Broncos, but in the NFC, it's it's three teams and two of them are in your division where I can expect now that you've been improved to at least split with them. So I don't get it. And I've been asking this question for days. I just I, I, I'm trying to find someone to explain it to me. Because what it feels like we're doing is we're praising the Giants and talking about how much better they are in all of these different areas. And then when it's time to walk right up to what the expectations are for next season, we forget everything we just mentioned. Oh, well, you know, all the one-score games, relatively healthy, tougher schedule. Yeah, but shouldn't you be looking at your quarterback improving as well? and not having a total of 22 touchdowns because they're going to open the offense for him. And in year two in this system, there is a, a natural progression. There is a maturation that occurs because he's playing under one of the best offensive minds in football. And you can't use the Saquon excuse because now we know he is going to be there for the season. But someone's got I, I really need to be educated. I need to be schooled. I need a Giants fan to get on this line at 800-919-3776 and tell me we're 50 days away from the season, you're Sunday night, week one against the Cowboys, you're going into this thing thinking, yeah, we can be better, but our, our, our record might not reflect it. And, and there's actually a chance we can miss the playoffs. I saw the, the US, USA Today put out their projected rankings. What, they have the Giants going 6-11? and 11? I mean, how, how did we get there? How did we get there? All the praise we're, we're, we are pouring down on this team and we're marching backwards to that extent? Explain it to me. 800-919-3776. The Yankees are in the bottom of the ninth inning right now, trailing six runs to the Mets. You know what they say about those Mets. You, 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 cannot, you can't contain them. You, you can't. That, that's a juggernaut right there. That is a juggernaut. You, you, you cannot stop the amazings. It's what they've been saying all season long. So not all that shocking that the Yankees are getting absolutely destroyed at home uh, to, to the Mets, who right now are seven games under five hundred. But uh, we'll get into that once it goes final. Tidy Butler on Twitter and on Instagram. We're going and rocking with this thing until midnight tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Batting leadoff is Laz in Babylon. What's up, Laz? Hey, what's up? Look, like, I see, like, what I get out of you is that you're a Lakers fan. You're definitely not a Yankees fan. And you're a Jets fan. With all that said, I don't like none of those teams, but... 
what you said tonight about the Giants, I really respect because I feel the same way. And I'm telling you, people are sleeping on the Giants, and hopefully they, you know, come through. We'll see. Well, listen, Laz, I, I, you got one part of that wrong. I am a Yankees fan. I, I, I started the show by saying I was at the game, and, you know, I'm disgusted by what I watched and what I was subjected to over the first uh, six and a half innings that I was in attendance. So now that I've got to talk about what I watched, it's 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 making me nauseous. I am a I, I am a Yankees fan, but you know, as far as the Giants are concerned, and I appreciate the call, I I just I just want there to be a more honest conversation. Like if if you are anticipating they're going to take a step back, I get it from the standpoint of you're not playing a last place schedule. But the NFC is so wide open, and I get it. You're playing the AFC East, and you can make a case that at least three of those teams can win that division with the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. But even in your own division, it's it's like we're just writing them off. They can't beat the Cowboys. They can't beat the Eagles. Why not? Why not? Why, like, why, why do we have to continue to just assume they're going to lose to these teams? And look, the Eagles beat them three times last year and waxed them in that playoff game. And I understand they might be the favorites in the NFC. Just locked up Hurts. That that is a talented team for obvious reasons. We just saw them in the Super Bowl. Almost won the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But if you if you love what the Giants have done so much and what they've surrounded themselves with as far as the the head honchos I, I at least the cowboys can can you can you beat the cowboys for the first time in in 7 years and even if you're let's just say you get swept by the eagles make it up by sweeping the commanders so don't just be resigned to uh to tougher schedule Guys, like Daniel Jones should be taking the type of leap with this contract he just got. We should see some type of a leap where you go into games feeling better than you did last year when you were devoid of talent comparable to other teams. Good defense, improved offensive line, improved at your skill positions. Your quarterback should get better. You got one of the best coaches, you think, uh, in all of football. Don't don't sit here and tell me you're comfortable taking a step back. James in Spring Valley. What's up, James? Ty D. Butler, what's going on? Big shout out to the company. Harvey, what's going on, my man? What's happening? Yo, listen, um, first things first, Ty, I'm so sorry you have to subject yourself to that. Oh, man. Still, that is the New York Yankees. I gotta get I'm it a off Yankee my fan, chest. too, bro. I'm going to have to get it off my All chest right. to make me feel better. So you wait for that. We're, we're about an hour away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bro, I'm a Yankee fan, too. So trust me, it's, 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 it's awful. I got some people in the company that are Mets fans, and it's disgusting. But that's not here nor there. That's not what I'm here to talk about. You know, I'm a big time Giants fan. You know, I, 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 love, I love the big blue. And I feel like people who are saying the Giants are going to take a step back, I, I'm not with it. And I and and the Giants shouldn't take a step back. If the Giants are six and eleven, then the Giants got major issues. Then like think think than that, then we got some big problems. I think the Giants are anywhere between an eight to a ten win team. I think the Giants will beat Ray Santiago's 
Cowboys at least once. Week one, book it. Giants are beating the Cowboys week one. The Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. I'm calling my shot right here. There we go. So I hope Ray listens to that. The Giants are beating the Cowboys week one. All you Cowboys fans listening, they, they should, and they will. The Giants are a much better team they are. I think Dane Dines takes a step forward. I think Barkley back is huge. They got Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt. They got, they got some decent weapons. I think Thibodeau's going to take a step. I think, I think the Giants are going to be a better team than they were last year. The Giants are going to have anywhere between 8 to 10 wins. They're beating the Cowboys. They're going to sweep the Commanders. You know, they'll, maybe they'll split with the Eagles. Who knows? But they're definitely beating the Cowboys week one. Book that. We're taking a step forward. Ten wins. I love We're it. going back to the playoffs. Let's get it. I love it. See, James, there we go. That's the type of energy I want from Giants fans. And I'm not saying you got to be delusional. We but just accepting. Accepting. Six, uh, six and 11. Seven and 10. My guy, Dave Rothenberg, I got nothing but love for that man. That's like that's like a big brother to me. I, I think he is otherworldly as far as his abilities as a talk show host. I feel but like listen, I'm morphing into Dave Rothenberg. Listening to him say, I got to see it play out. I don't know. The Giants could take it. What, what is it that you have to see play out? You All of the things that you list about why you're excited about the direction of this football team that's coming off not just going to the playoffs, but going on the road and winning a playoff game, you, there has to be more optimism. There, there has to be. And again, don't go delusional. Don't go nuts. We're winning the Super Bowl. But ex- just accepting, yeah, and you throw my hands up. We'll take a step back. Come on, you can't have that happen. E's in New York City. He wants to chop it up. What's up, E? Thanks a lot, man. You guys sound amazing. Appreciate it. I was you. just telling the guy who screened the call that I thought Saquon took this contract because of his branding, not so much. You know, as much as he wants to be on the field, he maybe realized that should he sit out or tarnish his image, that could negatively impact revenue from other sources because he's not just a one-trip pony. Just like he is off the field, he's on the field. He could do multiple things. You can market him in many ways. So I'm thinking that, you know, he took that for his own brand. Okay. That's basically it. And I'm excited about the Giants either way, with or without Saquon. I watched Daniel Jones on the uh, training camp preview just now. That's what inspired me to call. He looks big. He looks strong. He looks ready to go. I'm confident in his throwing. I've always been confident in Daniel. Always. And this could be one of those magical years, man. I'm not getting delusional, but remember, we had running back trouble, and Eli took us to the promised land and, and sealed the deal right after that. Yeah. And, you know, we had some uh, running back issues this offseason, and, you know, history might repeat itself. You never know. But I'm confident with the Giants. It doesn't matter how they do. That's my team. I feel And you. I love them, and I will always love them. And Saquon, thanks for coming back. <laughs> Yo, shout out Saquon, man. There. Getting that deal done. <laughs> this distraction has been extinguished. The Giants can roll into camp. Business as usual. I I think mistakenly said last week it wasn't a big deal if he had missed training camp just because I hadn't considered, you know, he comes back. What if he's not in the best shape? 
not that he's going to be undisciplined, but there is no simulation for you know hitting your 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 defense. There's no simulation for practice and practicing against your defense. So you know he comes and and shows up for week one. Who knows? Uh, this guy with a history of injuries. The last thing you need is for some minor tweak to derail your season. And as high. Uh, as you should be on the Giants, we know the only path, or not the only path, but the blueprint is he has to be a big part of your offense. 800-919-3776. The moment that I've been waiting for. The Yankees lost 9-3 at home to the Mets. And we'll talk about it next, coming up on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. A couple things I got to get off my chest. So it wasn't bad enough to start July by going to St. Louis and losing two of three to the Cardinals. wasn't bad enough to end the first half of the season by losing two of three at home to the Cubs. Wasn't bad enough to go on the West Coast to start the second half of the season and go one and five against the Rockies and the Angels. You had to go out there tonight at home in front of your crowd and get embarrassed by the New York Mets, who right now might be sellers at the trade deadline because that's how bad they've been. I was at the stadium. I was at the stadium. And it's so funny that... You know, this morning and, and, and mentally preparing for the day, I'm thinking about, you know, the fact that I've got to leave the stadium earlier just to get here for the show. And it wasn't, you know, ideal. I would love to be there to watch the entirety of the game. And as I'm standing there and, and, and it's like home run derby for the Mets where Alonzo hits a couple and Vogelback hits a couple and it's defensive miscue after defensive miscue for the Yankees. Strikeout after strikeout. Verlander was awesome. Offense again, once again, putrid. I'm thinking, why was I ever having trepidation or, you know, reluctant to leave this game early? The Yankees... Let's be honest. They're not a very good baseball team. They're not a very good baseball team. On the season, they're 8-1 against the Royals and the A's. They're 45-47 against everyone else. Now, you can say that's cherry-picking, but those are the facts. The Royals and the A's are the two worst teams in baseball, and the Yankees have capitalized playing those teams. And some people got drunk off of sweeping Kansas City, uh, a team right now that's on pace to, to lose 118 games. I wasn't going that far. This was a show-me-something series ahead of a show-me-something stretch. You sweep the Mets, and now you've got Baltimore, you've got Tampa Bay, and you've got Houston. You could argue the three teams you're most afraid of in the American League. But it started with at home in a two-game series against a lousy Mets team taking care of business. And immediately, you're down 7 nothing. And I've got to listen to people tell me, look, the Yankees will be fine. Uh, they're definitely going to make the playoffs, and then they can make a run. Based on what? 
Based on what? What exactly are you watching that leads you to believe this team is destined for a run? Because I maybe I'm blind. I can't see it. I can't see it. There's, there's nothing that I see about this team that through 101 games to me would suggest they are destined for a run. And please don't give me wow significant Aaron Judge returning. You look at this lineup. Stanton, once again, 0 for 2. Rizzo, 0 for 5. DJ did get on base three times, 0 for 2. Where's the offense coming from? Because if you're if you're depending on Judge to carry you as he did the final two-thirds of last season, that is a recipe for disaster. A guy who hasn't played since June 3rd. Now, there's talks that he could return when the Yankees go to Baltimore this weekend. But he hasn't played since June 3rd, and somehow he still leads this team in home runs. That's a bad sign. It's going to be nearly two months since we last saw him. And immediately, okay, go carry us. Because we we can't do this without you. We need you to be tremendous. And by the way, let's just say Judge does come back and immediately goes on a tear. Teams are just not going to pitch to him. Why would you pitch to him when you see Stanton's hitting 204? Rizzo's hitting 249. LeMayhew's hitting 232. Bader's hitting 249. Why are you pitching to Aaron Judge when Volpe's hitting 210 and you're getting zero from your catcher? It wouldn't make any sense. And I'm so tired of this narrative that, you know, what's Aaron Boone supposed to do? It's a hell of a job to have. Because if the Yankees right now, let's just say, were, I don't know, the Baltimore Orioles 62-39, and 39. you know what we, what we would be saying? Oh, look how great Aaron Boone is. Yankee fans don't appreciate the great manager they have. But because they're losing, he's absolved of the blame. So we can give him credit when the team wins, but when they lose, what do you say? Injuries. He didn't put the roster together. That's a hell of a gig to have. Well, you could get praised in prosperity, but when your team is brutal— Can't criticize him. Must be nice to be Aaron Boone. But when I'm at the stadium and I'm watching uh, in left field, Billy McKinney's just having a rough time. A position that now two years has, has yet to be addressed by general manager Brian Cashman, who all of a sudden just can't be fired because he's so great at his job. For two years now, they've had an issue at left field. Hasn't been addressed. And it continues to be an issue. Defensively, they're a mess. Even Pater made an, an error yet to, uh, today that led to two runs. What is it that they do well? Nothing. So why is it that you believe they're going to go on a playoff run? Just because they're the Yankees? Just because of the names that they have? Back of the baseball card. At some point, the back of the baseball card has to translate into results or what we're currently watching becomes your back of the baseball card because maybe these guys are just washed. Maybe they're just washed. And yes, technically, they're still within reach. They can make the playoffs. What are they, four games back in the loss column or three games back in the loss column of the Jays? 
But, I mean, what's the evidence they're better than the Red Sox? What's the evidence they're better than Toronto? What's the evidence they're better than Houston or Tampa Bay? None. We don't have any. What we're watching is who they are, and we keep expecting them to turn it around. Wait until Judge gets back. Come on now. It's so frustrating to watch. And and I told myself look, last week, it was after one of the games in Colorado, I was going to emotionally detach from this team. I'm still going to watch them because I'm a diehard fan. I'm not giving up on you know watching them and, and keeping up with what's going on. But I'm not going to live and die with them every single night because it's, because it's just pointless. When I didn't come into the season with that high of expectations anyway, and they've disappointed even beyond that, why am I continued, continuing to get all emotionally wrapped up in this thing? Especially when I've got the owner questioning why, you know, why fans are upset in the middle of June. I'm so curious, though, because he did say if you get to the end of the year and they miss the playoffs, got some tough questions he's got to ask the people he employs. And right now, take a look at the standings. How? Yankees, last place. So either Judge is the greatest player in baseball history or this roster is severely flawed. If Judge comes back and and takes this team from the cellar in this division to a deep playoff run, I mean, renegotiate his contract again at the end of this year because that will be a stronger MVP case than we saw when he hit 62 last year. If he's that valuable, if he's that great, when he takes what, what we're watching with this, this trash right now and, and, and takes them on a playoff run, I mean, come on, he, he's underpaid. So I'm annoyed. This this Mets team this past weekend, I mean, just looked like a Little League team against the Red Sox. Lifeless. Pathetic. Embarrassing. Those were the Mets at Fenway Park this weekend. They were unwatchable. And they roll into Yankee Stadium and smack you like that and spank you in your building? The Mets aren't some great team. They've got their own issues. But I got to stand in a ballpark and hear, let's go Mets chance in a season where they're, they're now six games under 500, seven games out of a playoff spot. Their fans are that elated, slapping the hell out of you tonight. Oh, but I got to remember, I'm not allowed to complain because at least the Yankees make the playoffs every year. 800-919-3776. We'll hear from you next right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. So the Angels tonight beat the Tigers 7-6. What does that mean? It means that they've now pulled to within one game of the Yankees in the American League wildcard race. And now four games out of that final spot. I said weeks ago it was crazy 
uh, that they would consider being sellers at the deadline, trading Otani, especially with Trout on his way back, and you're still right there vying for a playoff spot. It, it, it's actually the closest you've been in a long time. Maybe, I think it, it, for the entirety of Otani's career, this is the closest they've been uh, this late in the season to making the playoffs. Why would you? Tr- why would you sell? If anything, you should be buyers. Everyone keeps preaching about you know, the, the the playoffs being such a crapshoot. You get in with two of the best players in the sport, you give yourself a chance to you know make something happen. So right now, uh, they are at least making things interesting, and now you have to at least consider being a, a, a buyer. I know the knee jerk is he's not going to return, get the most for him, just so you can save face. You're never going to be able to, to replace Shohei. And if you have a, 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 an opportunity to surround him with some more talent, get Trout back, make a little bit of a run, maybe that can be enough to you know, tilt it in the other direction as far as convincing him to stay. I, I, I think that's what you do. As far as the Yankees are concerned, uh, more just... Uh, pouring salt on the wound. So I mentioned that they are now 8 and 1 against the Royals and A's this year. 45 and 47 against everyone else. Uh so Katie Sharp, uh, hat tip to her. She does an excellent job with the numbers. Plus 41 run differential against the Royals and A's in 9 games. Against everyone else in baseball, 92 games, the Yankees are minus 32. The evidence suggests they are not very good, and this idea that they're going to make some playoff run is a fallacy. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. He wants to talk about this. What's up, Jose? Hey, I hope you're having a good night, Ty. Shout yeah. out to the company. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, they're, they're not, you know I'm a Yankee fan, so and I, I, I haven't enjoyed the season at all, and um, it's... <laughs> been almost, you know, pathetic, and I don't see any, you know, good coming of it, and I don't see any change even coming after the seasons because they've both, both been signed to extension, so we've got a long, you know, road ahead of us, but, um, oh, man, you know, it, it, what makes it bad is that you know how this, you know, this town is. And when we lose to the Mets, for them, it's like their world. Yeah, too. it is. I, I, listen, I was at, I was in the ballpark. You, you, it sounded like we were at City Field for for moments in that game. Oh man, it was disgusting. That, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where, you know, that that that's my only hesitance because I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Is it gonna bother me at this point? No, but the fact that it is the Mets. And knowing how they, you know, react to every single win against the Yankees, it, 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 it's like the highlight of their season. So, and and I don't want to give them that satisfaction. And the fact that you know, the Yankees kind of just didn't show up today is just you know disappointing. But you know, wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate the call, Jose. It, it was brutal. It was brutal. I was sitting there with one of my boys, who's a who's a Met fan. He's got his Met hat on. He's smiling from ear to ear. He keying all over the place. The last time I attended a Mets game with my my, my boy, uh, it was last year at City Field when Star Marte had had that walk off. So this is just painful, 
painful because you know the Met fans, even despite all the struggling and you know what's going on over there, they still take a lot of joy in beating the Yankees. And look, I, I can't blame them for it. You, they're, they're the little brother in town. So when you have an opportunity to disrupt the momentum or supposed momentum of you know what, what's happening over in the Bronx ahead of uh, a, a really tough slate, that's going to go a long way in defining what happens for this Yankee team going forward. Uh, you you should be happy. Uh, I w- I would love to come on here and punch down and say yeah Mets. I mean whatever, but that 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 hurt. Especially being there and witnessing and seeing all the Mets fans in attendance. That one hurt, and it just it just annoyed me to the point where I I'm really. I don't want to say looking forward because the Yankees still have a chance to make the playoffs. I think that their their playoff their championship hopes are dead, but they still have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm really fascinated by what happens if we get to the end of the season. They're in last place, and it's so embarrassing that Howe's got to admit this is a mistake, and you know changes need to happen. And don't give me let's fire the hitting coach or fire the pitching coach. No, significant changes need to be made. If you are still priding yourself on you know, championship or bust, every season we don't win as a failure, you have to put your money where your mouth is. Don't tell me that that's still the mantra. Show it to me. We go to Irvington to talk to Ken. What's up, Ken? Hey, Ty. How are you, Stephen? Not, I'm not it's doing fan. well. I'm not doing well. I, but, I, I, I hear you. I'm a Yankee fan. Too. That's another story, though. Like Kendrick Lamar um, said, <laughs> we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Well, what's up, man? What's that, on your that, mind? That's right. Hey, listen, big fan, and I'm glad you're on the station. Thank you. You know, um, with the Saquon Barkley um, thing, the contract, you know, I, you know, after the Larry Larry show, you know, I went back and I looked at this and I you know, did a little research and you know what, I think we're we're looking at this maybe the wrong way. And you know, um they a lot of a lot of people are talking about the fact that um, you know, Saquon didn't push or his people didn't push for a clause that he that he uh doesn't get uh tagged in the second year. But I think that they did that on purpose. And here's why. I think that, you know, the way that they structured this actually Saquon and both both Saquon and the Giants are able to, to save a little face here because, you know, he got that additional uh, $900,000 if he meets, uh, you know, certain um, benchmarks to bring that to uh, that 10.1 to 11 million. Yeah. And 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 I I think he's confident that he can do that, even though some people are saying it's going to be more difficult. I understand, but I think that he's he's confident he can do that. So. Being that as it may, if if he, if, it, if he gets that, if he gets gets it up to eleven million dollars, the second year, uh, if they tag him, now the calculation is different. I don't think people are catching on to that. Well, here's the thing, Ken. Here's here's the thing. So here's the thing. I'll I'll let you finish. The the rushing yards and the receptions would both be career high. So it would be something he's sure. never done before. Now it's possible it can be done. So let's just assume it gets done. And he gets franchised again. So that's now three straight prove-it one-year deals because, you know, that's what it was last year, right? Like he was playing right. he was playing for a contract. So that was, that was a prove-it year for him. He thought he could get a contract. Didn't get it. Now he's going to do that same dance again. It not, didn't right. get it. Next year, 
uh, they're not going to sign him to a long-term contract. So even if they franchise him, that would be the third consecutive year where he's playing for a big contract and he's getting older. So I don't, I don't view this as a victory for him. He still didn't get what he wanted. He got maybe more money, but still, if had he accepted the deal they offered him during the bye week, that that would have been more lucrative than than this current one that he has. So I still think the Giants no, no. won. No, I agree. I agree. I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying, considering that that's the case, this, this is a way for him to save some face. Um, being that now the, the franchise tag gets knocked up to 13.2 million mm-hmm. in the second year. So you you combine the 11 million plus the 13.2 is at 24.2. Yeah. And remember, it was 22. They were, they were only offering. They were only guaranteeing him the last offer that the Giants yeah. made to him. They were only guaranteeing, I think, nineteen point five million. Yeah, and right. the, the, the so two now, tags would have been twenty-two. So he's, he's plus five million from what the guarantees were non-tag, exactly. and then plus two million from the guarantees exactly. are post-tag. But that's assuming he stays remember, healthy, Ken. That's assuming he stays healthy. That's assuming he, that's he stays assuming, healthy. Uh, that's right. You're right. And remember, his camp was saying, I think, I think they were saying that they were only off by like one or two million dollars, and most of that was guaranteed money. So you're absolutely right in your assessment, but just to save face for Saquon, I think the Giants acquiesced a little bit. They really actually made off better in this, in this, this whole deal. But to bring him back on board, um, you know, I think this is what they, what they came to, and that's yeah. why they didn't, um, they didn't, French, I mean, they didn't um, put a clause in there because I think it's better off for Saquon if they don't put a clause in there for the second year. Yeah, listen, I feel you, Ken, and I appreciate the call. The Giants came out winners here. Saquon, at least for the year, is going to get more money, can't get that incentive. Uh, but long term, I, I don't think it's going to lead to to much of anything. Let's go to Dan in New Jersey. What's up, Dan? Hi, Ty. How are you? Uh, I've been better, but uh, it's okay. We'll, we'll be all right. What's, what's going on? What you got? So I know you're a Lakers fan. So do you know who Shaq Harrison is? Yes, of course. So Shaq Harrison played the last week in my Pro-Am League with Napier Lewis. Oh, really? So I've I've been calling a Pro-Am League as an internship. Oh, wow. And Shaq and Nate were there. And my goodness, did they put on a show. That's cool for you, man. You got any pictures and videos, something? You ain't throw anything on the show? I have some videos of the uh, calls. That I can uh, send over to you on your Instagram. Yeah, put that put that out on the socials, man. Hit me, Ty D. Butler. That's pretty cool. I will. If you if you ever want to come over to do a game one night, we oh. we could try to arrange it. The playoffs start this week. It's tough, but maybe we got to make that happen, man. Maybe we got to make that happen. You could be my color guy. <laughs> what else you got, man? What's going on? Oh, I'm infuriated by the Yankees right now. I mean, they are on like. I've never seen a guy get rewarded for not bringing his team to the World Series when the expectation is World Series or bust. Like, it's obvious Hal doesn't care about winning a World Series anymore because if he really cared, Cashman would have been fired years ago. Yeah, he got rewarded. See, that's what never made sense to me. The Yankees last year barely got past the Guardians and then got swept by the Astros. And Cashman got rewarded with an extension. His team, his team, the team that he put together, 
Bick was down 2-1 to the Guardians, got saved by Garrett Cole, but then passed the Cleveland series, didn't win a single playoff game after that. They were embarrassed. And what's the, the recourse? Oh, here's an extension. And not just an extension. He's getting paid $5 million to put together a team that's only over 500 because of their success against the two worst teams in baseball. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Listen, I, I appreciate the call, Dan. We'll, we'll get back to the Yankee conversation on the other side, talk some football as well. Uh, I, I'm annoyed. Uh, I, I am annoyed. If you're leaving the stadium, if you're a Yankee fan and you want to talk to me, uh, provide me with some glimmer of hope. I just don't see it happening. Please do it. Please do it. Trade deadlines next week. The Yankees are just coming apart at the seams. So we'll talk about it coming up. 800-919-3776. Go until midnight right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.